Three to us on the Transfiguration of our Lord. The Gospel reading for the second Sunday of Lent. With Father Francis Selman. In Lent, we expect to hear passages from the Gospel about repentance and penance. So it comes as something of a surprise to hear already on the second Sunday of Lent the Gospel about the Transfiguration of Christ on the mountain. Why is this Gospel placed on the second Sunday of Lent? To understand the mystery of the Transfiguration, we first have to recall its position in the Gospel. It follows immediately Christ's first prediction of his approaching passion. The Son of Man will be betrayed, suffer and have to die at the hands of men. The Apostles, and most notably St. Peter, were shocked to hear this prophecy coming so soon after they had understood that Jesus was the expected Messiah, that is, the Christ. The Jews expected the promised Messiah to be an altogether glorious figure. So Jesus took aside Peter, James and John to show them that the suffering and death he was to undergo would be the prelude to his glory. He was only making clear to them what he later explained after his resurrection to the two disciples on the way to Emmaus as he unfolded the scriptures to them. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer and so enter his glory? This was why the Christ to come was so hidden in the prophets of the Old Testament, because he would first have to suffer and, as it says in the letter to the Hebrews, so lead many sons to glory. The prophecies of the Old Testament are represented here by the two persons speaking with Christ, Moses and Elijah, who stand respectively for the law and the prophets, who together pointed forward to the Messiah, the Christ. As Elijah was supposed to come again before the Messiah, the appearance of Elijah at the Transfiguration confirms that he has indeed come again, and therefore Jesus is the hoped-for Messiah announced by the prophets. At his transfiguration, Christ's face shone like the sun, and his clothes were brighter than light. In his apostolic exhortation for the year 2000, Blessed John Paul encouraged us to behold and contemplate the face of Christ. The transfiguration especially calls us to direct our looks to the face of Christ. St. Paul tells us that God, who said, Light will shine out of darkness, has shone into our hearts to enlighten us with the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We will come to know the glory of God by looking at the face of Christ. We can do this by first beholding an image or icon of Christ, but then more by prayer. The glory with which Christ shone out at his transfiguration was not a glory that he received or reflected, but one that shone out from within him, because he always had it, 
but did not let it be seen in his life on earth before his passion and death, except this once. It is our destiny, likewise, to be transformed by glory, when, as St. Paul says, our lowly bodies will be raised up on the pattern of Christ's glorious body. But the glory we shall have in the next life will be proportionate to the extent that we let ourselves be transformed in this life and so be conformed with Christ. This transformation may even be going on in us although we do not notice it or are even rather despondent about our efforts. We should take hope for St. Paul says we all with unveiled face reflecting the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image from glory to glory for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Yes, we are being transformed into the image literally the icon of Christ for acon is the Greek word for image and it is the work of the Holy Spirit within us even though we do not see it for it is the life of faith which is in things unseen. Thus, as the sight of Christ's glory passes, the three disciples are covered by a cloud, which perhaps symbolizes the greyness of our everyday life, as we continue our work and duties and daily prayer, only lit up now and again by highlights. But it was a luminous cloud, symbolizing the presence of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life, however little we may be aware of the Spirit. When the mountains are shrouded by thick cloud in winter in Austria, and it is raining below, one knows it is snowing above. The signal that the snow has ceased to fall is when a ray of light shines through the cloud, which becomes luminous, and is soon going to disperse, revealing the mountain top in all its glory of fresh snow sparkling in the sunlight. As we hear the Gospel of the Transfiguration of Christ at the beginning of Lent, we understand that the aim of our Lenten penance and prayer is to be transformed like Christ. We are told that He is the Beloved Son in whom the Father is well pleased we are to listen to him. Lent is a time for switching off from some of the noise of the world and our usual life, perhaps by cutting down the time we spend with our mobile phones and computers. Our way to glory is none other than the one the Messiah had to take, through suffering, which St. Paul assures us is winning a great weight of glory. The transfiguration brings hope into our lives. It also helps us to understand the lowliness of our humanity as we contemplate the glory of Christ's divinity shining through his humanity.